0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes, a fantasy basketball podcast hosted by basketball.com and Draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry into your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Catron, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael. It's a great day, isn't it? It's a little hot. It's a little warm here, and... um, most of the world.
1: Well, now, come on! Isn't that a good thing? Uh,
0: maybe, like uh, today, it is. Maybe I don't know how long this is gonna last, but uh, it was a nice. It was a nice Labor Day weekend. Did you? You have a lo- good long weekend, Tyler?
1: Oh, it was. It was all right. I can't complain. Um, I didn't do anything too too exciting.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, we took it easy here. With the Watching the Boxes podcast. Uh, we are getting um, ever closer now that it's September to the start of the regular season. We are actually in the month where preseason games will be played. So it is, it is sneaking up on us, Tyler.
1: So is it a test of your true NBA fandom? If you watch the Mavericks and the Sixers game coming up at the end of this month, actually might be actually beginning of next month. I mean, I think so. Why would I not watch that game? The games are in China. i I don't care. So the one starts at 6 a.m. on a Saturday, which that one's not too bad. But the other one, I believe, is on a Monday morning at 7 a.m.
0: I'll just go to work early and put the game on.
1: <laughs> so I think that if you watch that one on Monday at 7 a.m., you are a real basketball fan. Yeah, I'm, maybe
0: maybe I won't. That's a little too early for me. I, yeah, It's hard for me to get up and watch Premier League games let alone these Chinese basketball games. So I could just wait for the highlights. I, I, you're not going to get much out of um, NBA players playing Chinese teams. Or are they not playing no, Chinese teams? They're just they're playing, playing each other. Six, they're playing the yeah. Sixers. Okay, maybe not.
1: The, I know they're playing an Australian team out there, right? No, the, the Beijing Ducks are coming to Dallas.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, at the end of this month. About that sounds like a
0: bad 80s movie. The Beijing and, Ducks are coming to Dallas.
1: And that, that's going to be a, a romp there, but um, they, they play each other. They go on the second and I think they play each other on the fifth and the seventh. Um, it, of next it, one. Yeah. I
0: think we're going to learn a lot about um, these teams going into the preseason. I think we kind of started, uh, we're in the middle of our 30 teams and over 30 days uh, period of previewing all 30 teams in the NBA. And, uh, usually what we do is we run through these and then preseason happens and uh, the rotations change and we kind of give an update. I'd say we're, we don't want to wait until preseason to tell you what's changed on these teams and what to expect on these teams. But uh, we always do give an update during the preseason on what we've learned. And maybe that does switch uh, what our re- previews were earlier
1: uh, in the preseason. But, but yeah, I mean, 1% if you say it is like 5%. Uh, change, maybe not even that much right like there's not a ton that changes right like, maybe like at, at
0: the least five percent and at the most like 15 percent for some of those unknown teams and i think we kind of started with the known knowns as um former um what was a secretary general donald rumsfeld that is the first donald rumsfeld um reference on the show so drink if you're at home um we know the known knowns are kind of the teams we started with and we started with them on purpose. Like we kind of know what's going on with the warriors. I know boogie is a, is a big uh, question. We kind of know what's going on in Portland. We know what's going on with the, the Hornets and the wizards, but uh, now we're kind of getting into those teams where they do have a little bit of um, some question marks and some more interesting new players and uh, today we are going to be talking about the Spurs. Uh, but first, I just want to mention that uh, the dynasty, the Tyler Fancy Pants Dynasty League is almost full. So we have a lot of people who have joined the Patreon over the last few weeks. Uh, shout out to all of you going to patreon.com watching the boxes uh, to sign up to join the Tyler Dynasty League. Uh, a couple of you even wanted to sign up for the Mike super boring redraft league. So respects to all you guys out there. And I want to give a special shout out to a couple of our Patreon subscribers. Uh, Charles Koo, thank you for subscribing. Uh, we will be sending, uh, we'll be getting, we already got your information. You're going to be in one of the listener leagues. And uh, I feel like this was done on purpose. Uh, this is a incredibly difficult name to really
1: pronounce. That's just me. No, to pronounce.
0: Like, I feel like this might be Tyler playing a prank on me. But uh, I'm going to give it a shot and then Tyler is going to is going to correct me. Um oh my gosh. This is I think this was done on purpose to show how bad I am at pronouncing stuff. Uh Siguro Heldar Bald-cer, Balderson Balderson. Seguro Balderson. That is probably brutally midwesternly destroyed. Um hey, oh, is he from Iceland? I, I'm guessing he's from Iceland. So we got two Iceland listeners out here. So probably uh, old, old uh, Thomas, uh, like fake fake uh, regular name. It turns out Iceland name uh, Tomas, I think he might have told uh, old uh, Sigur who could feel free to treat me, uh, tweet at me, and tell me how to actually pronounce your name uh, to sign up. So uh, respect to both of those guys for joining the Patreon uh, at Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes.
1: Yeah, so that and, – and here's what I'll say. Um, I told someone this on Twitter the other day, so I'll, I'll say it here too. Um, if the Dynasty League fills up and people want to play in a Dynasty League, keep subscribing to the Patreon. I will run another league. I will run five more leagues if we get that many people. Like, I, I'm going to try to find you a way to get into a Dynasty League um, if you sign up for the Patreon, as long as you don't sign up after the regular season has already started. So you got – relatively six more weeks to sign up
0: yeah the first one's almost full so uh we have sent out emails soliciting your information please get back to us so we can get you in the dynasty league and if there's enough interest we're going to start another one so uh go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes to sign up all right now it is time to talk about your uh san antonio spurs obviously the big move of the uh, off season was sending Kawhi Leonard over to the Raptors and in return getting uh, DeMar DeRozan. So that is uh, kind of probably going to answer our first question, but we also, uh, also in that trade, Danny Green went to the Raptors. So uh, Kawhi and Danny Green off the team, Kyle Anderson signed with the Grizzlies and Tony Parker is going to look really weird in a Hornets jersey this season uh they did re-sign Rudy Gay they also got Marco Bellinelli Dante Cunningham and uh Jakob Podol in the Raptors <sighs> trade I don't know how to say his name either
1: and Lonnie Walker Dude, the it's like a cat host. does what does a cat what's what what noise does the cat make Mike
0: uh Purtle
1: there you go
0: Jakob Purtle I like Podel better um and Lonnie Walker the fourth was drafted also I'm not even going to try to pronounce that guy's name uh the 49th pick in the draft who will hopefully will not talk about in this draft Tyler what is the most interesting thing going into the fantasy season for the San Antonio Spurs well
1: um it's probably the trade right and it also (laughs) secondarily could be the dichotomy of the trade between is LaMarcus Aldridge LaMarcus Aldridge or is Lamarcus Aldridge the season we saw with a healthy Kawhi Leonard?
0: Yeah, I think I'm. A, it's got to be the DeMar DeRozan entering this this team and how he affects um, Lamarcus Aldridge's overall value. So we saw last season, um, pr- pretty incredible um, reboost for Lamarcus Aldridge. So after he went to the San Antonio Spurs uh i think a lot of people lost faith in LaMarcus Aldridge's like full fantasy value because uh he just wasn't the focal point of the offense like he was in Portland but last season he was he was the completely the focal point of that offense and he averaged uh back up to 23 points per game, 8 rebounds while shooting 51% from the field um kind of old school Lamarcus Aldridge, which was uh, kind of surprising at the age of 32.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I, I don't think anyone really saw Aldridge being that good, especially because all of last preseason, we thought he was going to be playing with Kawhi again. And that didn't work out.
0: Yeah, that crap shoot really, I think, threw off everybody, uh, threw everybody off the scent of Lamarcus Aldridge. But uh, the season before that, pretty, pretty poor showing. Uh, points dropped down to 17 his rebounds dropped his shooting dropped he was shooting a lot more threes Um, and then um, as you said the season before that with Kawhi Leonard uh, played pretty well in 30 minutes per game Uh, I guess how do you see LaMarcus Aldridge's season shaping up are are you saying um, his value staying steady or going down and if so how far
1: well I don't I don't see any way that he stays at the 23 points. Um I think they're going to ask him to play big minutes again, right? Like I wouldn't be surprised if he plays 33 again. I don't know if that's the best for a 33-year-old guy. Um but I think that there's just not a lot else to play here. Um but we can talk about this. I mean ESPN has him ranked 35th. Um ESPN is not releasing their ADP yet, so I use Yahoo's ADP. Um, Yahoo has him 34.6. So he's relatively the 35th pick in, in both ESPN and Yahoo leagues. I just think that's way too high for him. Like I'm expecting 18 to 19 points, like seven and a half rebounds, like two assists, probably 1.2 blocks a game. Like it's just not that much. And especially for a pick 35, like give him to me in the 40s or 50s, not at pick 35. Um, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you, Tyler. Um,
0: LaMarcus Aldridge um, is an ultra-efficient player. Now, I play mostly in Roto Leagues, so that means a lot to me. If you're playing a head-to-head league, yeah, 35 is too high. There's guys with better upside uh, and just a a lot better uh, guys you can build a team around. I'm not trying to build a team around LaMarcus Aldridge. And also, by the third round, I I don't need a guy who's like a jack-of-all-trades. Usually you're punting, uh, at least I like to punt, after I've I've got my first two best guys on the board, and I'm deciding from there which direction I want to go. Usually that means LaMarcus Eldridge is not part of that build. But I have, in my roto rankings, I have LaMarcus Eldridge in my top 30. Now, he's at the bottom of that top 30. But you kind of said it out loud, If who else is going to play minutes on this team? So if he's playing 30... Three thirty-two, thirty-three 32 33 minutes per game what is keeping him from averaging around 19 points eight rebounds and getting really good percentages while doing uh the occasional getting the occasional block uh he's not a great fantasy player but he's also a very consistent and across the board fantasy player
1: Oh, i'm with you there and then roto right you're not gonna want guys like uh andre drummond and you know Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan, so I mean that's obviously pushing up the board a little bit too. Um, I'll ask you one that, that I'm interested in: uh, Would you rather have Marcus Sull or Lamarcus Aldridge? Ooh, that's unfair.
0: Um, in a roto league, I think you could you can make an argument for either. Personally, I'd rather have Marcus Sull.
1: Yeah, me too. Just. LaMarcus Aldridge is one of those guys for me that I just never really find the opportunity to to jump all in and be like, yeah, I've got LaMarcus Aldridge, right? Like, if he falls a little bit, sometimes I'm like, I'll take LaMarcus Aldridge, but I'm never, like, super excited about it.
0: Yeah, he is definitely not that exciting. Uh, I got a question for you. Would you rather have Miles Turner, who we talked about in a previous podcast with the Indiana Pacers, or LaMarcus Aldridge?
1: Man. Um, I guess that somewhat depends on what my team looks like, and and here's why, right? If I've got some riskier players, be that because of injury or upside, you know, like more upside and some downside, I might take Marcus Aldridge because I feel like Marcus is pretty safe. Um, but I, more often than not, I want Miles Turner. I think. Okay, yeah, I think I'm taking.
0: Um... Probably Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, oh, you know, I'm 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 big on I'm in on Miles Turner this year, but um, I'm probably taking Lamarcus Aldridge over Miles Turner in a roto league. Uh, but I, I think it's pretty close, and that's how high I am on Miles Turner because I think Lamarcus. I got him in my top thirty right now. I'm kind of looking at who's in my thirty to forty range. And thinking out loud, I could see a few of those guys moving up ahead of LaMarcus Aldridge by the end of the year, simply because of uh, their possible ceilings um, versus LaMarcus Aldridge who, you know, his ceiling was what he did last year, and he's probably not going to reach that ceiling.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you there.
0: Let's talk about the other um, main piece, uh, the actually the catalyst for talking about uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, and that is uh, DeMar DeRozan, who um, had a very good season. He's gotten uh, better every single year that he's played in the league. Kind of um, maybe early in his fantasy um, career, a lot of people kind of wrote him off as a guy who could only score, but he's steadily improved his rebounds, his assists, his uh, and, and a little bit of his steals, and he's even shooting more threes now and he is still a premier type scorer um, that you can usually get in later rounds last season finishing per game average in a nine
1: cat league 48th overall um demar derozan moving to. i'm really disappointed in demar people finally drank drank the kool-aid man they finally drank the kool-aid and i'm disappointed in that Um, you're disappointed because you're not going to be able to draft him yeah, right, so he's usually hanging right around in that 50 range, like 40 to 50, and he's 38th in Mark's rankings, which is probably about spot on, I think, and both ESPN and Yahoo, ESPN has him ranked 32nd, Yahoo ADP 32.5, which is just a little higher than I want to take DeMar, right? I want him in that 40 to 50 range. I don't want him because I want to get a little bit of value on him, and I just don't think that's going to be there this year.
0: Yeah, I feel like top 40 is his ceiling. And um, what concerns me a little bit is he played 34 minutes a game last season. Pop doesn't often like to play guys 34 minutes a game. So
1: So, you want to see how crazy their rotations were last year? I was looking this up right before we started. So who played the most minutes on the Spurs last year, Michael? My guess
0: would be LaMarcus Aldridge.
1: 33 and a half minutes. You want to guess who played the second most minutes per game? Ooh. Um Danny Green? Danny Green was fourth at twenty five point six minutes a game. Uh
0: DeJounte Murray?
1: DeJounte Murray played twenty one and a half minutes per game. That was wow. eight.
0: Um Poof, man. Not, Rudy Gay. G-
1: you mentioned him already Rudy in your podcast. No, not Rudy yeah. Gay. Uh, I don't know. Kyle Anderson played six point seven minutes a game. No, that couldn't be. That was second most on the Spurs last year, according to Basketball Reference. You can look it up yourself, children. That is incredible. Yes. So that's crazy, though, right? So while Marcus played 33, which is a lot, and I would not be surprised to see DeMar play somewhere similar, but the fact that nobody else played more than 26 minutes last year, 26.7 minutes is just crazy to me. It just doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah. And that is actually kind of why the Spurs have been the bane of a a lot of fancy owners' existence for a very long time. Uh, Very um, random. I I actually think there's a pattern to it. Some people think there's a, a, a random rotation there, but I think, Pop knows how to pick and choose when he goes and gets that second team more experience that they normally get so that they're prepared for down the stretch and in the playoffs when they're actually needed. Um, I think, you know, Pop is a genius, obviously. So that said, he he doesn't really help fantasy overs by being inconsistent by playing some of these guys like Kyle Anderson, who is going to play more minutes next year, only limited minutes and hurting their fantasy value. So uh, do you think Demar Derozan's fantasy value is going to be hurt from that um, from Pop's random minutes restrictions and inconsistent and, and rotations?
1: Not really, and the only reason I say that is who else are the Spurs really gonna want to play over Demar Derozan? I mean, right? like, Nobody. We we talked. You talked about this at the beginning, right? They lost a lot of their depth pieces, right? When the Spurs were really, really good, when um, they had their really good run, they had a lot of depth, right? Manu Ginobili came off the bench as their sixth man. Manu just retired. Like they just don't have a ton of guys that you're like, yeah, I can't wait for them to put this guy in.
0: Yeah, no one's getting all jacked up to see Rudy Gay play 20 minutes a game or some guy named Matt Costello who played eight minutes. For, that's not a real person. Uh, let's see who else is on this team. Oh, my gosh. Well, Dana Green's gone. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There, There's nothing terribly – exciting about anyone else on this team so I think DeMar Rosen has to play especially in
1: the in the backcourt and on the wings right like you got Murray you've got the Rosen you got Patty Mills like a lot of their guard depth is gone it's just gone Ginobili retired Parker left
0: yeah so I mean those minutes could maybe even stay the same at 34 Uh, do you think playing in pop system will help DeMar DeRozan efficiency-wise or maybe even get his assist numbers up uh, a little bit higher to make him uh, a tad more valuable than, you know, the 40-50 range?
1: Here was the crazy thing. He had 5.2 assists per game last year, right? The Raptors let him handle the ball a little bit more finally, and he kind of did it. I wouldn't be surprised to see that number go down a little bit. He'd only been like four assists a game um, the previous two years. And so I think it's probably in like the four and a half range if I have to guess. Um, So you're probably talking like four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists for DeMar next year. And like one steal, probably 22, 21 to 23 points a game. Like it's still a good stat line, but I don't really want it at pick 32.
0: Yeah. I don't want him in my, I don't, I don't want to pick him in the, in the, in the third round. I'm probably waiting till the fourth round. Uh, he's probably not going to get to the fourth round. So probably not, you know, like you said, you're probably not going to own, own DeMar DeRozan in too many leagues. Uh, but I think his value will stay consistent from where it was last year. I'm not terribly worried about DeMar DeRozan um, drastically falling off in Pops' system or uh, or playing too many less minutes than he did already in Toronto. So i would know, just keep him uh, kind of level. And uh, I think his ceiling is probably what he did last year. I'm with you on that, all right, so that is like the main two guys here on the spurs and i'm gonna I'm gonna do something I never do. I'm gonna let Tyler pick the next player we talk about. Tyler. You get the honor of picking the next player we talk about, and it has uh, to be someone who is standardly relevant. I don't want to talk about Matthew Carter or
1: whoever the other guy was, so we we can talk about this. there's probably only one player left that's standard li- that's definitely standard league relevant
0: oh wow okay i would i would say there is there are two standard league
1: relevant players uh, okay now you you and i can talk about why one of these two might not be in a second um but De- deshante murray is definitely gonna be standardly relevant and if you play in the yahoo league this guy is 100 a steal He has a a Yahoo ADP of 131.6. So you can basically have him in the last round.
0: Nobody is paying attention to this guy. And uh, down the stretch there, he was playing. uh, Actually, you know, he's 22 years old. He was starting. He wasn't just playing. He was starting as the point guard for the Spurs. And he is a great, like, weird stats point guard uh, only averaged about three assists a game, which kind of bodes well for Demar Derozan as as a kind of a primary ball handler. Almost uh, about six and a half rebounds a game over the uh, almost seven rebounds a game over the last three months. Ten points and almost two steals a game and a half a block. That is the weirdest. That's one of the weirdest stat lines I think I've ever seen as from a point guard.
1: Yeah. And the rebounds, right, are just crazy. I mean, to have seven rebounds a game from a point guard is nuts. Um, yeah, this guy's real interesting. Um, he's ranked sixty first in Mark's rankings. Um, even on ESPN, they have him ranked eighty or eighty seventh. So, wow, oh, wow. So you give got him a ni- some, give him some props. So you got a nice little value on either site. I think um, he's a guy probably going to own a lot. And here's the nice thing too, like his free throw percentage is not great, but he's probably going to shoot pretty well from the field. Now he's not going to give you any three pointers, which is obviously a detriment. But like all those other stats, they're just weird for a point guard. But it, he's perfect in a certain build, especially in head-to-head league, right? Where you're punting some things, like you can really fit this guy into a nice build that like fill a point guard spot with something you really need when he's not really giving you point guard stats.
0: Yeah, he feels like he's 22. Since he's 22, like he's got room for improvement. we will probably play a few extra minutes in there with Tony Parker gone. Uh, And he just feels like a guy that's going to be overlooked by a majority of the casual drafters out there who deserves a late-round pick. In almost, I would say, almost all punt strategies uh, minus... I guess if you're putting rebounds, which I don't terribly suggest, um, but to get those weird out of position stats, um, the, those can really change the way your team team looks. So if you're a big heavy team and you want to solidify that, you know, late Dejounte Murray and streaming him off your bench, or having him in your utility spot, getting you seven rebounds a game from the from the guard spot. Um, that's that's pretty rare, and uh, I would say he's definitely someone who has to be drafted in, uh, drafted in state of leagues. All right, Tyler. Um I know you like Dejounte Murray, but you said you don't, you don't, you're not interested in any of the players. None so wait, of them wait, I got a
1: question league. for you. Oh wow! Whoa. So on Dejounte Murray. So you said right that you're picking him in a late round, which is fine, right? That's probably right. But yeah. I'm gonna say. Let's 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 go with our hypothetical Mike draft, right? Or or just a lot of really in the know guys. And uh, Dejounte Murray really fits what you want to do, okay? Where are you kind of looking at Murray? We can agree that the ADPs are a little bit too low, probably. So where do you think you would look for Murray, right? Are you more with Mark? Are you more with ESPN? Are you more with Yahoo? Like, are you gonna try to get him in the last round, or are you more like, if I have to take him at pick eighty, I'll take him at pick eighty. If I had to take him at pick sixty, I'll take him at pick sixty. Well, I feel I'm
0: if I'm targeting him. So I got a good punt um, strategy that he fits my team. I'm okay with taking him in the around the eighth round because he if he fits your punt strategy, he's worth to you more than the guys who are going to be in the eighth round. Um, but over. All I just I just see DeJounte Murray as someone who will be overlooked, and you could probably get him in the ninth or tenth round of your draft. And I think the, I'm willing to take the risk that, um, as long as I know my league, so that's the most important thing. If you're in a league full of people who know, who talk about DeJounte Murray on a regular basis, maybe, just maybe, you would want to take him in the seventh or eighth round. Uh, especially if he fits your punt belt, but, uh, I'm in a casual league. I'm willing to see if he slips and take that risk.
1: All right, I'm with you there. Um, I, I think I'm going to own a lot of Murray this year.
0: We'll see what happens. Are you uh, taking him before the eighth round in the? let's say in a standard 12 team draft? Um,
1: I don't think I'm going to have to, I think you're right about that. Um, I would probably take him in the eighth. I may think about him in the seventh, depending yeah. on what exactly my punch strategy is. Uh, that changes things a lot for me.
0: Yeah, I can see if you're in the beginning of the seventh. So, we'll, and we'll, we're going to talk about drafting head-to-head versus roto versus snake and auction later in the season uh, in the preseason, anyway. Not in the later in the regular season. That would make literally no sense. Um, sometimes you got to reach, and if you reached for Dejounte Murray at the top of the seventh round. I might say a few disparaging marks, but I wouldn't be terribly upset about it. Uh, But if you're taking him near the end of the seventh round, into the eighth round, uh, I don't think you can fault that pick at all.
1: I'm with you there.
0: All right. Now, Tyler is not going to be interested or drafting any other players and
1: I don't think I'm going to be drafting any other players. Well, that's what I said. Those I said players. definitely standard league, right? Because to me, definitely, you said definitely standard league. To me, definitely standard league means this guy's going to definitely be picked in every draft. Oh, okay. See, when I say standard league relevant, I feel like people who are um,
0: considered possible streamers, I would consider them standard league relevant.
1: Oh, Okay. Well, then they got a couple more maybe.
0: Yeah, and I think the the obvious one is somehow still the oldest uh, Gasol, Paul Gasol, uh, one of the biggest Gasols in the league, um, somehow still playing like extended minutes, even though like he played 23 and a half minutes a game last season, even though, um, you know, defense left him years ago. He's 38 years old. And in that twenty-three minutes, he still was a ten and eight with a block, and like that's yeah. that's
1: streamable. Though it's with three yeah. assists. In Mark's rankings, he's ranked comes out one hundred and third. So I mean, that's almost a top one hundred player. Um, now, Mark, Mark put him at twenty-six minutes, and I'm I'm of two minds of that. They did lose a lot of depth here, and. The other guys to play are like Davis Bertans, and I mean, not anything most Sorry. people want to sign up for, but well, at the same Royal time, Versus. it's it's pop and he loves to play those guys. You've right, they're not household names, some big minutes, some games. So it'll be interesting to see where his minutes lie. I'm kind of more with the 24, 25 than 26, but yeah, um, there's Mark, but there's than right before, there's just not a lot. Of uh, you get Jakob
0: Pertl. that's like your only competition for Mark or sorry, Paul Gasol's minutes. Uh, Pagasol 23 minutes feels right, like he played 23 and a half minutes last season, 23 to 24 feels right. So, if you liked what he did last year, if he was relevant on your, in your league last year, then he's relevant again. In no way, shape, or form, even if he ends up being the 104th best player. Should I do? I think you should be drafting him because late in the rounds of your draft, you should be kind of you should be targeting guys with high upside. Even if I could guarantee you, Paul Gasol is going to be the 105th best player. I just still don't think you should take him with the 105th pick.
1: Um. Oh, in a standard league, I'm definitely with you. Yes. Um, the, but in a deeper league, like he's going to be drafted. It should be drafted, right? Like if you're rostering 200 players in your league. Oh, and that's I mean, Mark, a whole other story. A, right? He's a mid-round pick then, right? I mean, he's relatively yeah. I would pick him at through the draft. 105.
0: Like, he's going to bring you value.
1: Right. So, a... so there's kind of two distinctions there. And I think some people don't understand that, right? But my rankings for a 12-team league or below, right, 12, 10, 8-team league look very different than my rankings for a 16- or 20-team league.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think we are probably going to uh, be talking – about that as well i know we are going to have exclusive content on the patreon so if you are a patreon subscriber you will be getting exclusive content to uh certain podcasts in this preseason to help you prepare for your draft so if you want to subscribe patreon.com slash watching the boxes but uh i think we're gonna try to to get us uh, a couple guests on to talk about how they prepare for um to strategize for different types of drafts, including large drafts. So if, if you're interested in that, you know, feel free to reach out to us with questions. Uh, Tyler, you're at Tyler P Watts with two T's, W-A-T-T-S. And you can tweet at me at watch the boxes. I know that sounds like the closing of the, of the podcast, but Tyler, um, I still think we have a few
1: more people to talk about on this team. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, we have at least two more. One, ah, man, he came out 125th in Mark's rankings, old Patty Mills. Really? That kind of surprised me. That feels high. And so if you know anything about Mark's rankings, um, these were actually Mark's 9-cat rankings. I I did uh, Mike a favor and and used the 9-cat. Thanks. Um, You should be counting turnovers, everybody. So he came out 125th, and a lot of it is he's played a ton of games, right? 81, 80, and 82 last three years. Uh, he doesn't do anything super sexy, but again, like in a deeper league, like there's probably somebody that's worth owning.
0: Yeah, and with that kind of um, – with him sharing the load with Murray, that's also kind of like a – I know in football they have handcuffs. Uh, in deeper leagues, that's the only time you start paying attention to handcuffs in in fantasy and you don't even really need to but it does I wouldn't say if you drafted DeJounte Murray you need to draft Patty Mills I'd more say if you have a team with two actual point guards who are the only going to be the point guards playing ever well Patty Mills' stock is a little bit higher than a team who if they're the third guard and they'll still rotate if somebody gets injured Um, and I think a deep leagues Patty Mills I just Man, I don't, I don't know why Mark has ranked that high. I don't think Petty Mills, uh, even with, uh, you know, second off-the-bench type minutes, so like 22, 23, 24
1: minutes, I don't think he is standard league relevant. So here's, here's what drives the rankings. Um, 85% from the free throw line. Now, granted, it's on minimal attempts, but that's boosting it up some. Um, 2.1 three-pointers a game, which especially in that range is, I mean, unless they're just a three-point shooter, right, that's difficult to come by. Then you get two rebounds, you get 3.3 assists, right, you get 0.8 steals, you get 11 points. Like, it it all kinds of comes out in the wash of, like, not great, not great, not great, not great, but at the end of the day, like, you're getting a little bit in every category, and so I would say that, like, if I'm doing a draft, he's probably closer to Yahoo's ADP, which is 145. Like, he's probably a top 150 player. That's fair. But, I would uh, I would sign up for... for and if, if the, you play a league on ESPN, I would definitely pick him in my last pick because he is the 276th ranked player. So if you are drafting, like, 250 guys in the ESPN league, Patty Mills may be a real steal in your last pick. That's
0: a good point you know you, you got to go check out those rankings on those sites they are still
1: uh, pretty far off they they ESPN is not not a fan of the Spurs. Uh, Rudy Gay is also ranked 264th. Wow uh, that's that's also surprising. that doesn't sound right either And Rudy we, we could talk about Rudy Gay for a second if you want I mean they yeah, yeah,
0: should. We, I was gonna say like Rudy Gay feels like a guy who's going to be somewhat relevant at some point in the season.
1: So the Achilles injury a lot of times saps your field goal percentage, but Rudy Gay shot the best field goal percentage he shot in a long time. Um, granted, it limited minutes. It, it, I mean, Rudy Gay still produced a really good stat line last year with the Spurs in only 21 minutes a game. Yeah. And like,
0: wh- where do you see his minutes going down? Because I don't. I don't see I his, think minutes his minutes going, going minutes go down up. Well. Yeah. I think they have to go up. And if they're in that um, 24, 25 range, he's still, you know, like, I mean, he's a better Patty Mills. He gets some better rebounds. He shoots a better field goal percentage. Uh, his blocks and steals are a little bit higher. They're not all the way up to one. And he's going to score a little bit. So listen, if he
1: gets 25 minutes, he's probably getting a steal a game yeah
0: that's well worth
1: it like I said
0: not gonna draft him because he's not his upside is you know top
1: I bet y'all stream him though yeah at at some point this year right like you need I need 13 points and 5 rebounds at the end of a week I feel pretty darn good about Rudy Gay getting that if he's playing 25 or 26 minutes a night
0: yeah, I, I'm with you. I'd i take him if I need some points as well. Um so definitely a guy who's gonna be relevant in your standard leagues, but uh not a not a draftable player. Uh is there anything else on the Spurs that you want to uh to point out?
1: So I've been hearing some Jakob Potal love. Hmm. From who? Um just like oh, you know, he, he's on the Spurs. He's going to get 25, 22, 23 minutes, right? Like, he's going to split it with Gasol. and So handsome. And, uh, so the only thing I'll say, okay, and here's the two things. I might, you might stream him if you're in a real deep league and you need a block. He's probably going to block close to a shot again. Cool. And he's going to shoot in really good field goal percentage on next to no attempts.
0: Uh, that's not that cool.
1: So there you go. There's why. There's but if you're thinking about drafting him, like his ADP in Yahoo is 142. That's like damn near a, stand, a standard league player. Like he's no. still getting some love there, and I really don't get it. Yeah, get the um, trash out of here, everybody. What's... I thought maybe maybe you would have some good things to say about him because I really no, don't. Like I gonna, don't. He's gonna play like 20 minutes a game and block like a shot. If that's what you want, well, like then, that's okay.
0: You're, I mean, you're on, you're right on top of it. But I'm gonna say, like, what's the best case scenario here for Jakaportal this year? Like, why, why would okay. anyone be drafting him in a standard league? Is the best case scenario is like he's the starting center?
1: Okay, so the Mitch-
0: Spurs, which still probably means you play twenty-eight, twenty-nine minutes a game, and then fantasy-wise, what does that get you at twenty-nine minutes? Like six to seven rebounds and a little over a block and nothing else.
1: Well, I mean, at twenty-eight or twenty-nine minutes, we're probably talking like a block and a half, so that's getting a little bit
0: okay. more interesting. A block and a half, and no but assists, like, and, and mediocre
1: rebounds, and bad free throws, and yeah. maybe ten points if you're lucky, right? Like maybe eleven. I just, I don't know where. Yeah, and and here's the thing too. You, if you tell me goes. like, okay, Paul Gasol retires tomorrow, which I don't think is going to happen. Like this is just a hypothetical, right? No, he refuses. You know, I mean, if he, re- like, are they really even going to give him 28 minutes? Like, I just told you last year that the the highest one was 26.7 minutes. Like, I still think they'll find someone else to play, and he'll play, like, 22 minutes a game.
0: Yeah, they'll play, screw it, they'll play LaMarcus at the 5, and Rudy Gay at the 4. They'll just do whatever they want. It's pop.
1: That's what I mean. And so, like, I don't see any upward mobility for this guy. Like, if you're picking him in your standard league, I think you're doing it wrong.
0: I 100% agree. Um, Stay away from the Jakob turtle because that is a trap. That could be one of those, uh, if you're in a bigger league, maybe not a big league, but like a standard league and you're in an auction draft, that's one of those throw it out there. they got the name recognition from the trade and then just walk away real quick. That's I think that's kind of a good move. He's
1: too cheap for me to do that because I'm always worried I'm going to get crickets and then I'm going to own him. Like, if I throw my out yeah, there for a the buck, I'm too worried. Someone, like, no one's going to say anything, and then I'm going to get freaking. I'm going to own purple, and I don't want to. Like, so I'll do that with big-name guys or bigger-name guys that I want. Like, okay, say the guy's a $20 player or a $30 player. Like, I'll do that. But when they get, like, less than $5, I always get a little bit too concerned that no one else is going to bid.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're in the bigger leagues, like the block and the rebounds or – and those are you're desperate for those like there they are those stats will be there and you could get lucky I just feel like there's a lot of other players in the in that 120 to 150 range that I'd rather have on my team uh, than taking a chance in Jakob Pearl so um, even though he's 23 I'd still say stay away so I think that is it for the uh, San Antonio Spurs like I said uh, if you want to uh, leave us feedback, find us on Twitter at watch the Boxes, at Tyler P Watts or rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to. That really, really helps or tell a friend like our friends in Iceland, uh, respect to them. Tell your buddies, tell your pals, uh, tell your mates. If you're in Australia, uh, I know we got some Australian listeners out there. Shout out to you as well. Um, and if you want to get exclusive content or, uh, entry to tyler's dynasty league go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes subscribe check it out we're going to be putting out content uh, we have a mock draft uh, from some experts uh, that was done not that long ago in a full podcast out there right now as exclusive content for our patreon subscribers so i think that's it for the spurs thanks for listening everybody and have a good one